0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Creators in Cincy podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bowman, and this is the show where we bring on production extraordinaires from the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, be it local filmmakers, podcasters, video editors, videographers, whatever the case may be. And we bring them on to talk about their work, how they got into their respective businesses and mainly to kind of shoot the breeze and get to know one another. I'll start off by introducing myself. I have a podcast myself called Nikki B's Movie Corner, where I talk about the latest movies, cover interesting movie news, latest trailers, and other exciting things going on in the world of entertainment. I've been wanting to start a second show for a while in which I get to interview interesting people, and this very show spawned off of the Cincinnati Production Meetup group on Facebook, which was started by John Brennan, in which local production people from the greater Cincinnati area have a meetup about once a month to get to kind of network and get to know one another and about their work i've been a part of the group for about a year or so now and i love being a part of it but you don't really get to know various members of the group apart from the whole just a whole networking side of it so i wanted to start a show specifically for the group to get to know each other and uh, who wanna know more about their work and to have a conversation with them. And that is how this show was born. We've got a very fun episode to kick off this show. It's sort of a panel discussion with a few local independent content creators. We've got Lavelle Rebels, who is a local independent filmmaker. Tim Lifeheight, who is a local photographer and the host of the ComTrack podcast, and Mandy McLean, who is a local videographer and photographer. We got to share some really fun stories with each other, as well as share some advice for those who want to break into the business. Before we get started with this episode, I did want to give a quick shout out to a few people. One being Joshua Reed and the entire team at Studio Cincy and Eastgate for letting us use their facility to record this very episode. Studio Cincy is a great hub for local creatives, whether you want to record a Podcast, film whatever respective project you're working on, or spaces for a simple workroom. They've been very accommodating and I can't recommend them enough. So without further ado, welcome to the show and enjoy. We've got uh, quite a group with us today. We're going to go, on, go on around, introduce themselves. This is Lavelle Revels. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I've got Tim Lifeheight. There are
1: some who call me Tim. Okay.
0: And I've got Mandy Amanda McLean.
1: Hello there. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Oh,
0: thank you so much, Forrest. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The idea is, we're just gonna, as I said at the top, we're just gonna have a nice conversation with all of us, kind of intro each other, kind of what we all do in the production space. And uh, so, without further ado, Lavelle, would you
2: like to go first? Definitely. Uh, so my name is Lavelle Revels. Um, so basically, what I do is uh, I'm inspiring a filmmaker. Uh, I've been making, working on a lot of projects, short films. Um, A little bit of corporate stuff, um, helping out my friend Mike Williams. He's a saxophone player. Um, Been putting out some videos for him as well. Um, So basically, um, getting into filmmaking uh, more this year than I have in the past. That's pretty much it.
3: All right, Tim. The some that call you Tim? Yes, uh, indeed. Well, only in uh, the world of Monty Python. Only in the world of Monty Python, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm. It's oh man, what don't I do? Because I mean, right now, I mean, I guess my mainstay is uh, my photography, um, and you can check out my work at Light Trail Photography at uh, on my Instagram and also my Facebook. Um, but uh, I mean, I went to uh, uh, Bowling Green State University for about five years, and I studied. Uh, film and photography, so I also really do want to get into movies right now. Um, right now I'm just kind of looking around for any freelance work and whatnot. And I also have my own podcast, uh, ComTrack, which is on YouTube, so you can check that out too. Went to BGTube? Oh, dude, you did? Yeah. What no way! You, what year
2: did you graduate?
3: Uh, well, I, I didn't actually graduate. I uh, <clears throat> ran out of money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I did go for about five years for from uh, 2011 to uh, 2016.
2: Okay. Yeah. I graduated 2013, so. Right on, bro. We probably came across each other. Dude, something. that's awesome. Probably came Crazy. across
0: each other and didn't know it. Right.
2: right.
3: <laughs> and you work on the 48s? Uh yeah,
2: yeah, I did. Oh, right.
0: Those are some stories we could get into because oh, I've been a part of some 48-hour films in the oh, past. Oh, dude, the
3: 48-hour film stories are like the f- most There's fun. There's nothing
0: like the work and the stress of
3: working on a 48-hour film yeah, project. Yeah, just the crunch time where it's just like trying to squeeze out a child, you know.
1: <laughs> and you have experience with that, squeezing um, out children. I'm
3: pretty sure you have more of an experience with that. But speaking I, of which, what's, I, what's I your story? I don't have any
1: kids, so I have no idea.
3: <laughs> well, what's your story, Mandy?
1: My name is Mandy McLean. I, um, I do mainly event videography, But I do work on some promotional videos for small businesses, and I have participated in the winter film projects and 48 film projects over the past probably 10 years. So that's interesting. And um, I don't really have any more to say about it right now.
3: That's all you have to say about that? That's all all you have to say about about that. P- Paramount is going to have a fit with you.
1: you know <laughs> so that? did everyone here
2: work on the 48-hour film project this year? Not, yet. Not this no. year, no. no. I,
1: I oh, did okay. the winter film in February. but um. I really wanted to,
3: but um, at the time I was working at a job, and uh, that's actually the whole reason why I quit, so I can kind of pursue this stuff full-time in freelance form, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still kind of scary. <laughs> I still have I still have
0: nightmares about some of those experiences. Yeah, because oh, <laughs> it's just on. one of those it's just one of those things for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, just trying to because we uh, that's a whole other episode. But yes. uh, <laughs> well, we'll say. Well, that. I guess you know, I guess we could could get into some of the we'll tap on good it. and yes. bad stories of just some of the, the stuff tea. we worked on in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. um The reason I brought on a lot of you is that you all kind of work, you all create your content independently. Mm -hmm. You all are creative. You all are independent content creators. Could you all kind of, we all kind of go around and talk about some of the pros and cons of working through an independent market?
2: Um, pros sort of ups and downs, stuff like that. The biggest con is definitely uh, financial, the budget. Yes. Like Working with a small budget and trying to uh, get people to get on board. Um. Another thing is uh, getting getting people on board, is another one. Yeah,
3: that's my biggest one, actually.
2: Yeah, and then getting reliable people at that, uh-huh. too. And then making sure you get people that's going to be on time, getting location, um, getting equipment is definitely a big con because everything, I mean, if you want to have, because everybody wants to have something that's um, presentable. And to get that quality, you're going to definitely have to. Uh, a lot of money especially with this um business that we're in um as far as pro um pros are um getting getting to know people that do the same thing that you do mm-hmm. and you guys brainstorm together you can definitely make something happen so that's a big pro and then um Man, I had a lot of cons. Um, but no, pro. Is, another pro is just definitely... Air your
0: grievances if you'd like to. <laughs> no, That's uh, what this podcast is about. It's a therapy <laughs> session. That's what we do here.
2: <laughs> um, pro is... Um, I mean, actually doing the work for me is, is a big pro. Um, building from like... Right now, um, I'm starting on um, uh, getting the project developed. And I've written the project and just did a storyboard yesterday... Um, so, like, enhancing your skill sets is definitely a pro. So keep practicing and doing it and doing it over and over again. Um, that's a pro for me. Uh, I can go on and on. So I want to do that. Uh, I'll just pass it on. Well, I mean, so, one of the
3: other pros that a lot of people don't talk about, and it's a big one for me, it's it's kind of a high, you know, like working mm. on this stuff. Like it, it's the stuff that we, you know, looked at and thought about doing since we were little kids. And the fact that we're actually getting to do it and on occasion getting paid to do it. <gasps> Best part about it. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. It, it, well, it, it, <laughs> plus there's nothing quite like when, you know, you're working on a project, especially if it's like one of your personal projects. And, uh, you know, the stars kind of align and you're looking through the camera lens and you're, you get a good take or a good edit or good whatever like a good piece just c- clicks and you know it's like christmas uh, it, it just fills you with just such a feeling that i literally there are times where i will jump for joy that something clicks so well um so you know those are one of the other cons but or one of the other pros but like like uh you know uh Lavelle was saying here is like some of the cons are just you know trying to find time because it's really hard Trying to organize like a group of people, even for something really small like two people sitting together in a cafe, mm. that still takes like maybe you know seven nine people minimum um, just to you know set up all the equipment, get all the you know the light boards and the sound equipment and the camera department and you know the uh, it's production assistance to w- whatever you need. It, it, it like n- there is never a simple scene to film. And it takes a lot to organize people's schedules and get them all to meet in one place in order to do that sort of thing. And to make that even worse is you might not have, like, a whole bunch of reliable people, so you wind up with, you know, people coming in late and, uh, you know, they're not very uh, well-versed or they just don't know the, the actual thing. So there's, like, a thousand different things that can just... Ex- just you want to wring your hair out you know
0: yeah I'd say for me like a lot of the pros and cons that I've dealt with and sort of doing my podcast Nikki B's movie corner little plug there uh, <laughs> but uh, some of the pros and cons that I've dealt with in the past is sort of uh, well some of the pros for me is that I don't you really now I mean it's all so easy now pretty much anybody can have a podcast now. yeah I, I mean, for me, like a lot a of, b- all you need, that's my setup. Really, what I do is I have my two microphones and I have my little Focusrite interface, plug it all in my laptop and do it all through Adobe Audition. Yep. That's b- and you can pretty much do that now and you have that right at your, dis- your, right, your disposal. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, for me, some of the cons that I've dealt with early on is sort of finding places to record.
3: Yeah. I
0: don't like to do and bringing other people on it. Because talking by myself is really, really strange. Yeah. Uh, When you're, when especially me, because I really hate the sound of my voice. (laughs) I think that's true for a lot of us, though, right?
3: I mean, I feel like a lot of us kind of, when especially when you start out, you hate the sound of your voice because, like, you'll hear, like, if you're working behind the camera, you'll hear your voice go, "All right, action, do this, do that," and you're like, "Oh God, what is? No, I don't like it." Or yeah. if you're acting for the first time and you're like, oh my gosh, I look so silly. I but, oddly ena- yeah,
0: but oddly enough, yeah, but enough, I don't find that too much of a problem when I'm talking with other people because you're bouncing off of ideas of another. That is very when true. You, when you have conversations with people, you kind of don't really pay attention to the sound of your own voice because you're wanting to pay attention to what the other person mm-hmm. is saying. So that's, you know, that's and also, real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to Joshua Reed and the people at Studio Cincy for providing this lovely space here for us to do this podcast. Thank they, you. Thank you so much, Josh, and the team at Studio Censity, Censity? Cincy. Cincy? <laughs> you, Cincy. You all have been really accommodating. And, uh, yeah, check them out if you're a creative type and you want to rent out studios for podcasts and different film projects. They have workrooms that are available. Uh, just giving them a little quick plug there if you're interested
1: thank you <laughs> Mandy what are, your, what are some of the pros
0: and cons in working with uh, oh, okay. working in your environment
1: so, so in the event videography business the pros are that you get to work independently. The cons are that you work independently. <laughs>
0: so you find so it's all pretty much a good thing. It's all pretty much
1: it, it, a plus no, for you. no, no. A con. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. When you are working in the event in industry, um, a lot of the stuff that you do is on your own. So you don't have help like. Y- y- the, the show but for instance you're it's, very
0: much a one-person crew
1: i am i i do work with um you know some freelance videographers from time yeah. to time as camera too mm-hmm. but for the most part like for what i do i am the salesperson for my company i am customer service i am lead videographer i'm the only editor I am pretty much everything, you know, I have to make my own ads, I have to...
0: Talk about own. some of the pros and cons of that, because when you're a one-person crew, that can go... E- I feel like that could go either one way, because you're either someone who really loves working by themselves and don't doesn't necessarily have to rely on other people to kind of take the charge or, like, be in charge of... Like, oh, this person's gonna do that, this person's gonna do that. But also I can imagine that can be like a certain like oh I really wish I had it's, other people. Pa- yeah. yeah, it's a double edged sword. That, that's
1: why I say the cons are that you work independently and the pros are that you work independently. So it's it's like I said, it's just a double edged sword. But I've been doing this since two thousand and one. So it you know, just like any other kind of job, you do have, you know, days where you kinda of You know might not want to do it but the show must go on and as far as like events go you know something could happen if say you're working on a film or a um or like a a commercial project there might be something that happens where you can reschedule that Mm -hmm. you're not going to be rescheduling a wedding and you're not going to be rescheduling a bar mitzvah and you're not going to be rescheduling a um you know a dance recital that's not going to happen so you have to be there Mm-hmm. Um. That and that's that's how that works. So speaking
0: of that, there is one specific story talking about a wedding that I would
2: <laughs> love for, that I would love for you to get into
1: i can get into it i'm going to be careful with it this time yeah
0: but, yeah be, be
1: careful with it this time uh-huh.
0: see if we don't want to look we don't yep. want to offend anybody no, we don't we want do to not. get anybody in trouble
1: so so i had a, oh
0: okay you can go in the story right oh you we go now we'll
1: bring go it up ahead. later bring it up okay later. we'll bring, it, bring up it up when we go get to the part where it says are there any stories at yes the end. yeah
0: because yeah. we could yeah because there's oh, a bunch of i was other. ready for
2: the story <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it we'll get to it
0: um could you guys maybe get a, give some advice to someone who's wanting to break out and do what you guys do? Like, maybe, like, say there's that kid that, you know, sees all of your respective work and goes, oh, man, like, I really want to do that, but I don't know how what the first step is for it. Can you guys maybe sort of give any advice to that person? Because uh, the they're standing in the room.
3: No, they're not. <laughs> well, I mean, the first step, as always, is just start. <clears throat> you really just need to pick up the camera or the sound mic or... The whatever you need to just start fooling around with it. I mean, that's really the only way to do it. It's 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 kind of like dance, Mm -hmm. where you can read up about all these things and you can do all the books stuff and all the studying and all the theory and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you still you got to learn to dance. Like you actually have to get up on that stage and start moving around. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, you're never going to be able to do it. I mean, half the stuff that we do is very based on intuition. Um, rather than skill. Um, I mean, granted, the skill is necessary to improve the intuitions even further so you can make better work. But at the end of the day, you really just need to jump into that sort of thing because I think even Stanley Kubrick once said, "Like my best advice for any filmmaker out there is to make a movie, whatever movie that is, even if it's ridiculous and it falls flat, to just do it. Because that's the only way you're gonna tr- you're gonna be able to be able to make these things.
0: I think for me is like I've always been a school of the Kevin Smith logic.
3: Oh yes, please.
0: Ke- Kevin Smith. The Kevin Smith logic is how I pretty much base this whole career into podcasting. Mm-hmm. Because and not just podcasting, just in creating in general. Because if you remember when he created Clerks back in the day, when he wrote and directed Clerks. He didn't have the big budget to make these sort of big, giant movies. Mm-hmm. All he had was just, you know, he worked at a convenience store, and he just shaped the movie around that. Mm-hmm. And also in the podcasting world, sort of his whole idea of just getting a group of people together and just talking. And I've always said, his, his review... Of where him and Mark Bernardin on their Fat Men on Batman yes. podcast, where they watch Batman and Robin, yes, is like the
3: reason that I wanted to do this. That's uh, it's actually the exact same reason I created Contract because for the longest time I was, uh, I, I mean, I was working a summer job with no one around. I mean, you know, I was living with my grandmother just to you know make the commute somewhat easier, and the only person that I had was uh, Kevin Smith's podcast to like you know keep me sane uh, while I was. Um, at home from those 14, 15 hour shifts um, at night, which was really hard. Um, but I actually was watching you know, his review his commentary of the uh, the Schumacher Burton era, and I thought, wouldn't that be a great podcast series? not just the Batman movies, but just movies in general, just like you know you talk about how you were when you first saw it or how it was when it came out or how it's evolved over time. and you know, do, just do commentary uh, a commentary podcast. And that's where contract kind of came out of. Yeah, right, right,
0: right. I mean, I went on yours, and you made us watch solo a Star Wars story.
3: Oh man, that was that was uh, that was a that was a movie. Yeah, that was a movie. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you kind of lucked out. I did. I mean, I did one for uh, Rogue One, but you missed out on. That one. I would and, Yeah, that's a good one.
0: I yes, wish, it is. I want
1: you to do a Clockwork Orange.
3: Oh, ooh, that'd be fun. Well, see, that's an idea.
0: That. Well, see, this is an idea that I'd want to do for Clockwork Orange. I would think. I would want to, for a movie like A Clockwork Orange, I would want to bring on somebody who has never seen it.
3: Oh, man, that'd be great, actually. Mm-hmm. Who's
0: never seen yeah. it. Doesn't Don't tell them anything about it. Just tell them it's a movie called *The Clockwork Orange. Maybe show them the poster design. Show them an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah. laughs> this, this is what it's about. It's gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> it's a fun movie. Uh huh. But yeah. Haven't seen it, so you, guys. you haven't all. seen a copper Orange. No. There
1: you go. Really? Oh, dude.
2: We. I think. <laughs> oh wow.
3: I think uh, we have a volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, me cu- it. it's Kubrick, dude. So it's gonna it's gonna mess with your head a lot, but in all the right
0: ways. There'll be
1: lots of singing in the rain.
0: You're evil. <laughs> but Lavelle, do you have any advice for anybody who. Um, um,
2: just to piggyback off what Tim said, uh, just do it. Um, or to quote Nike, um, just pick up a camera. Or Shia LaBeouf. Or Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I beat you there. But yeah. Don't it's, yell it's, that, Tim, because that's going to be super loud into your
1: mic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs>
2: I already follow a story. One time I was working on a project, and. Uh, a kid came up to me and was like, Hey, can I use your camera? Like you just wanted to learn how to do it. And uh, I was filming with the C three hundred or C one hundred Mark Two, but I was like taking B roll camera with the uh Rebel T five mhm and that's a camera I was shooting pictures on. So I was like, you know what? At first I was like, Whoa, no, this stuff is expensive. I'm not gonna let you do it yeah. But then I thought about it and I was like, yeah. you know what, oh, my <laughs> Who am I to tell this child no? especially this could be like a future filmmaker and this can be his mm-hmm. gateway into um, getting introduced to film. So I just said, hey, you know what? Just let him do it. Just show him how to um, use the camera. He went around because we was at the library. So he went around the library. He was taking people's pictures and stuff. And I mean, they turned out pretty nice. So um, to, I guess, pick off that, another thing where I would suggest is just like, show sure, youth. How to do this stuff? Like, be be the inspiration. Definitely. So
3: that's a great story.
2: Yeah. So I guess if that ever happens to you, just you know, put put your pride to the side, or if you feel like your equipment is too expensive or whatnot, just you never know who that child could be, and just be open to at least show them something.
1: My advice is if you are someone who's in college, if you're studying film or production or whatever you're studying, try to become an intern while you're in college in a production house.
0: That was me, yeah. When, right when I got out of college, I immediately got a lot of jobs as a production assistant. That was basically, that was my end for a lot, yeah. I, I, it's, I, the easy, it's pretty much the easiest job to get on a set.
1: I'd say um, if you can get a job in a production house, try to wear different hats at different times too. Like, yeah. Um, people get so like tunnel vision and I I, I want to be a, um, you know. Everyone
3: wants to be a director. They want to be a director. Everyone. They want to be
1: cinematographer. They want to be whatever. Um, when I originally went to college, I was going to do audio and, and the degree was in audio video production. So, yeah. Needless to say, I, I completely switched
3: to be fair like the 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 thing that set what says what you are in your degree is not what you wind up being like oh no not even close mine it. says superstar <laughs> oh well then it's <laughs> definitely what right you on. Are, Right no
1: actually my degree is um it's an associates degree in applied science so
3: so you work with Wayne Tech and y- Batman
1: exactly <laughs> i apply, i apply the science somewhere and i don't know and I think
0: another weird. I think another bit of advice is if you're wanting to like work on sets and if you're wanting to work in that environment like we said the the, the easy way in is to work on as a production assistant. Don't wait for someone to give you a job. Yeah. Like always like be up front and be like, "Hey, can I get you anything? Like what can I do now?" Don't mm-hmm. just like cuz like those people are going to see right through you. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz they're always going to I've known this from experience too. They always see through the new guy. Yeah, you know, because I was very, um, I was very fortunate to um, be a production assistant on the Ted Bundy, uh, Zach Efron movie that filmed about a year ago, I guess, that just came out on Netflix. And you know, it's like it's like you're saying it's a, when you enter a, a production size of that scale, it's it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's it, I'm not gonna lie, it's a very intimidating environment to be in because there's so many people involved. Mm-hmm. But it's like we say, like always, just show up and just kind of will be willing to work. Yeah, you know,
3: just do your job.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what. It really so do you boils think
2: film to? school? Is so if I'm a, if I if I'm a, a kid and I'm like hey I want to make films, and they came up to you and said hey do you think I should go to film school? That is an excellent excellent question. It's a good question. No, dude, seriously, because.
3: Yeah. Honestly, like I actually kind of regret going to film school. Not necessary, it's, really. No, it. Um, I think I forget who said it, but um, it's good if you want to study, like study film.
1: Oh, dude, and, if you yeah. want
3: to like go into like the theory part of it, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, like, that's film necessary. Because that's what I did. I studied. I studied film yes. in college. I didn't go into like the making the part, production. Yes. the production part. Right. But if you yeah. want
3: to go into the production part, it's kind of your call. Because yeah. um, one of I forget who the quote is and you can quote, look at this up for me later, but. Add that in post. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, a guy who wrote, uh, look, you don't need a film uh, degree to get a film job, but it helps. Like, Oh, it, it definitely helps on the resume for
0: sure. Yes. Well, it,
1: not, not even just, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, please. The connections that you make while you're in school. It's
3: all about connections. Now, that's that's the other thing. Like if you're going to go to film school, use the equipment and use the people exactly. to get connections. But screw everything else, unless you know. Of course, there's something that interests you. Like if there's some classes in there, like you know, I took fencing for a little while in there, like just because I saw it on the on the you know uh, one of the uh, the the Bolton boards, I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. Like I'll take a free lesson. So college is a great place to find new skills that you really can't do um, and meet a whole lot of people. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing those things and not necessarily about the academic degree part, right. Then I think you'll be in a fairly good position. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really wish my parents told me that before I went in. Um, it, so if any listeners out there are like thinking about that, do you get just know that you don't need the actual degree. But you do need all the experience and know all the people to help you out.
1: I've met a lot of great people. A lot of people that are so, in my life right now exa- are from, oh, yeah. from when I went to Southern Ohio College. Absolutely.
3: So. You don't even need it for the professional side. Right. I mean, it's it's still a great way to meet people personally. you know? Right. And, and who knows? Maybe that person actually is also kind of talented and you can feature them in one of their films exactly. and whatnot. Exactly. So, yeah, Absolutely. Thank, thank you. That's that was a great question. That is a really but, really but good no, question. But no, not necessary. Yeah. yeah, it is not necessary. At the end of the day, it's not necessary, but it's recommended for specific purposes.
0: Right. It's a, yeah, and as I said, it's a good thing to have. Yes. Like it's a good thing to have on a resume. Like, hey, I went to
3: film school. But, you know. And who knows? Like, I mean, as we have just discovered here, if there's a person on a production that went to the same university you did, it'd be like, oh, hey, you know about this place and this place? Right on. Come on on. You can be mm-hmm. on part of the team. <laughs> so who knows? That might actually, just based on you going there, might be your ticket in. Might. But it's it, like you know
0: the Quentin, It's like you know another logic I used to use in that, as far as the film school goes, is uh, Quentin Tarantino, because mm-hmm. he's always said like he doesn't, he never, he didn't go to film school, yeah, right, and uh, he always says like if you just truly love movies and you truly love what you do, you can't help but you know.
1: And he's a delete. little bit famous. He is a little he's he's up and coming. His first movie,
0: his first movie is going to be released in a couple weeks.
1: I can't wait for that movie to come oh, out. Oh, I
0: can't the way. either, it's but that's so a whole excited. other episode. Um So, yeah, um, are there any stories that we'd want to bring up, guys? Is there any uh, specific horror stories? I'm looking at you specifically, Mandy, because there's one specific story that I would love for you to tell. I have
1: a a, a couple quick stories. Um, Different things have happened at weddings that I I didn't even mention the last time we spoke. Um, I have seen photographers knock over... um, candles on artificial flowers during the ceremony and they've gone up in flames and set off the alarm
3: (laughs) i I didn't do it
1: i have seen um, i don't know how that happened (laughs) there's one one specific um (laughs) there's a wedding officiant who always wears a robe it's a it's a you know he's a he's a magistrate or whatever okay we were at this facility downtown that has marble stairs and he was at the top of them and he tripped on that rope and fell down during the ceremony as well and that is all caught on tape unfortunately i was shooting for another company so i don't have it and these were those mini those you know mini dv tapes from back Old pro- school. probably before you guys were even yeah. born back in 19 19- <laughs> I, 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 I don't know i don't know
3: i still <laughs> remember floppy disk and yeah, v- yeah. vhs so yeah
1: and then also um, <laughs> i did I did have a, um, a couple that reached out to me that were getting married on a Thursday, and they were very excited to get video coverage because they were going to be doing something that was a little bit different. Um, the father of the bride had passed away. I left that out last time I talked to you guys. That's the father right. of the bride had passed They're away, right. and she didn't have anybody to walk her down the aisle. Mm. So instead of carrying flowers down the aisle, she decided that she was going to sing to her husband-to-be when she was coming down the aisle. So um, they got video coverage of it. It was great. You know, sent them their DVDs, moved on about my merry way. I got an email from them one day that they wanted me to put the video on YouTube. Now this was like back in 2011. Videos weren't as easy to just upload. I mean, it you had to compress and do all kinds of crazy stuff. It, and it took forever because there was no, like, I didn't have super high-speed internet back then either, so it like, took forever and a day to get that video on there. But
3: And if I remember correctly, you were also shooting on SD. That's yeah,
1: it was standard definition, so it, oh, yeah. Didn't look that good. <laughs> <great>. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, standard <laughs> definition. So the, the thing is, is that um, they somebody put like a, a cell phone video of her singing up and it didn't sound good because we hook into the like the, the soundboard so that everything comes in and I mixed the ambient sound from the room in with that so it's a nice you know and it did sound good so, uh, so um, anyway uh, they had a, a crappy version of it up so they contacted me to put the video up and then months went by and I started getting like these weird emails from from like different one of them said it was from um, good morning America and I was like right whatever then finally I got a call from Inside Edition and they were wanting to get in touch with the bride and groom to interview them and they wanted to use footage from what I shot on one of their shows and I was like you know what I thought it was fake because they left a message I called back and it was legit so after I put the video or after um, that happened it just started spiraling out of control Kept getting more and more views. Um, it like went from like hundred thousand views to over a million in like less than a month. Oh, wow. um, I guess what happened was the Daily Mail had gotten a hold of it, um, and they were like talking about Americans and how we're basically idiots or whatever. And oh, they just—that's yeah. how they walk yeah, down there yeah, yeah, the yes, aisles. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so um, so then then the bride was getting like in you know some some hate. Because of it, and people were, and people were actually, and I don't think I went over this. In the, I had to end up like disabling the comments because people were having debates on whether or not it was staged. They said she was trying to get a record contract. They were saying that they oh my god, they're like, there's nobody even in the the uh you know the pews or whatever. And I'm like, dude, like calm down. And then they're like, it's obvious that it's fake because if you look, there's a fade right there. That I guess they, I. I don't know. It was insane, but oh,
0: YouTube comments. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so, so basically, she, you know, I don't know. I had to disable the comments on that, but like people have asked. I had, I was on an interview with a, um, a lady from a, um, a bridal publication because they were trying to figure out. I did like a uh, Skype thing with them. Uh, you know, the formula to putting together a a viral video. I'm like, there's no formula. There's no formula. I didn't to even, that. I just put it on for them. They asked me to. And let it go.
0: There's no, there is no uh, sort of any rule to make a viral
3: video. Literally, the internet decides that for
0: you.
1: Daily Mail decided that for me. Yes.
3: Yeah. The internet gods were not kind to you, or well, you could debate. It's it's debatable. You went viral, but in a bad way. Right. Right. So the gods were.
1: Hey, but. But that was great publicity for you. For me, because and I. I have a DVD somewhere of Inside Edition that I can show you guys sometime um, where they use clips from, you know, the wedding. And they put my company name in the corner and all this stuff. And that was kind of cool seeing that on national television. I mean, I won't lie. That that was really kind of neat. But um, because everything on Inside Edition, it was all like praising them for doing what they did. And there's actually a big, long story, too, that I'll talk to you guys. I mean, there's more to it. Uh, the groom had been in an accident when he was like 11 years old and almost died and was in a coma for six months. It's it's actually like a human interest story. It really is. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow.
0: Dang. Yeah, he was lucky to
1: even be Beer.
0: What was the song that she sang down the she, aisle?
1: She sang a Christina Aguilera song. Naturally, and, da- and the Daily Mail didn't even realize that. And they were talking about this cringy song that Good or the bride bad. wrote. Yeah, this is a cringy song that the bride wrote for her for her <laughs> husband to be and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, now I'm worried. Like Christina, Christina Aguilera is going to come gonna... after me or something uh, or whatever. I, but... To be
3: fair, I'm pretty sure she gets a lot worse things for oh, breakfast. I, I'm
1: sure, I'm sure. But so, so for. Me, it was cool to get recognition on my video that way but it was also kind of scary because at this point I'm like I don't want negative attention to yeah you know what I mean yeah even though it wasn't nobody was aiming it towards me it was all towards the bride and I, I felt bad for her because you know the whole family like the family got it that they um they did like karaoke like every Friday night and stuff like that they, to them that was normal so the family loved it. You know, but I don't know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I I, love my... I, I've never had any really issues with any of my couples and stuff. So I, I, I loved doing it. It was just... Doesn't still have
0: like a million views th- at this point still?
1: Yep, it, yep. Yeah. And it, it was very... Um, it was very... They're, they were a very sweet couple, and it was very fun for me. But I got l- a little nervous when it started getting... All that attention because I don't like attention really. <laughs> as much as people think, yeah, right. Ha, ha, ha. Like it's like hmm. I'm looking straight at you. <laughs> I know you are. You're like you don't like attention, right? Yeah. But no.
2: Were you able to get a lot of business after that? Okay.
1: It didn't do anything for my business. I don't think it did a dang thing for my business.
3: I think they were more looking at her rather than uh, it was. Oh, the it, was br- the
1: well, it was the bride. I mean, the, it was all about the couple. Nobody, it was all about the yeah. No, well, that's, that's yeah. A yeah. A, her,
3: as in the bride. Yeah. 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 No, yeah they didn't.
1: The, and that's the thing. Like I said, people were like dissecting it online, going, "Looks like there were two cameras used. There's no way it was a real wedding." And I'm just like, "Dude, people use five cameras on weddings sometimes." Are you kidding? I mean, like, like what? jeez uh, oh.
3: you, you see those really, really rich people ones? Yeah. Like, it's it's like, dude. I mean, even Spielberg doesn't have this much crew.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have another day where we talk about that stuff because that that's aggravating. Every photographer that I talked to absolutely hates working with the video crew that brings six people out. And honestly, that is overkill for a wedding. That's freaking ridiculous. I'm sorry. I said it. It's on air. Boom. <laughs> shots you, fired. you do not need more than th- three people max. At the a, shots
0: are fired.
1: Because, because here's what I run into. So there's me and my second camera op that I use for a ceremony. If I do use a second camera op, if they've got a balcony or something, I don't. I just run my wide shot from up there. I mean, yeah, I, you know, it's great. But... Typically, I mean, I have worked with a, a group of, like, five photographers. So think about that. If you're if you're one of these really expensive weddings, you've got five photographers, five filmmakers, because they don't consider it <laughs> wedding video- videographers. Videographers. It, it is wedding videography. That's what it is. Just call
0: yeah. them wedding filmmakers.
1: Mm, that <laughs> makes me cringe. <laughs> yeah. oh. Videographer
3: it, just sounds better to me. Because that's what it
1: is. It is it's what it is. Video. It is. It's a wedding. That's video. just one. That's just Dude. someone.
3: That, to me,
0: that's just somebody being like, "Oh no, I'm a oh, fit." The, be, the
1: best is um, wedding cinematographer. Um, which, which, what else have I heard? Um, gosh, what's the best one?
3: I mean, it's kind of like Vi- being,
1: I, somebody said videographer one time, which blew my mind. Videotographer. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway, like I said, I've been in the business for long enough that I can say. I am proud to be a videographer. When I'm working on a film, I'm a filmmaker. If I'm working on a video, I'm a videographer. Boom.
3: I mean, we call them music videos and not music films. Music films. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be ashamed. Like, it's still just one more different medium. You know. It's Mm -hmm. a different.
1: Yeah, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. If you can't stop the the priest and be like, okay, now we're gonna need to get it from this angle. It's not a film. Can you end. say
0: yeah? Can you say that exactly the yeah. same? But we're can gonna we get it up through we're, this we're angle, please. Do yes. We're gonna bring that yeah.
1: kiss. I'm gonna bring my jib in here. Do, let's do a dolly movement for that one. You know, I mean, like no. no now we're starting to get filmy.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just keep it
1: and, simple. And, and and I actually had a. You'll probably have to cut this down. <laughs> I've had um, a a coordinator from a church call me and said, "You're not. You're not bring, mentioning any names. You know, it's you're, fine. You're not bringing one of those wheelie things in here, are you?" And I was like, "What?" And she was like, yeah. She goes, last weekend we had a, a crew, a videography crew come in, and they actually rolled the camera down the aisle. I'm like, oh, hell no. At a at a Catholic church.
0: No. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no. Like,
1: you've got to know what – you're you're there to – it's still a sacred event. You, I like to be invisible as much as possible.
3: Oh, actually – question though because this is a really good idea. um instead of jigs and uh dollies which obviously are very cumbersome would you say a steady cam is a better alternative oh absolutely yeah. If you
1: can use like a, a glide oh cam, yeah a for cam, sure something like that mm-hmm. um i do a lot with a monopod you get a monopod and a nice like fluid head try it you know through it fluid head for the top of that you can do a lot of stuff with it mm-hmm. so be, yeah. be mobile but be st- as steady as possible
0: yep I always try to like not to have as much gear I would try like I would say, like, you wouldn't want to have as much gear as possible. You'd want to, like, try and keep it simple, right? Yeah, I would absolutely. imagine that's probably, yeah. Do the
3: job, not overdo it. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, here, here, yeah. Because I, I could see, like, I could definitely see, like, the people around you being like, "Okay, what is all of this gear? You know, yeah, what's and, all this for?" And, like
1: I said, and, yeah. And, and they stick out like a, these big crews that go in and absolutely look ridiculous. Right. Right. And, and 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 then what happens is it hurts us mm-hmm. because other people are like. We were at Janet's wedding and there were six people with cameras running around. We don't want that circus. And then other people don't get work because Mm -hmm. they think that that is how. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And let's also not forget another con Um, lots of equipment means higher uh, probability something's going to get lost. Lost,
1: stolen, stepped on, broken.
3: Because, like, you know, even in the 48s that we've done, we were, I always, like, get all my stuff equipment and we'll organize, and it's part of my little pre-ritual and everything. And then when it's over, I'm like,
1: where's my tripod? Yep. Well, <laughs> since December, and I'm usually... Good, and then I, it's,
3: like, right behind you. It's
0: exactly. Like, oh, hey.
1: like I said, I, I've been doing this for a very long time, and you never know. And since December, I have lost a Tascam digital recorder. Oh, boy. And I've lost um, an LED light on a stand. Now, a small LED light, you know, little one. But it's still. But it's still yeah. gear, and it's. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I think, and I don't even know where they are. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I really want that task cam back. <laughs>
0: Lavelle, do you have any stories? Like, is, is there any like specific stories from your when you're working on one of your projects that just kind of uh, stand out in your mind? Yeah, either good or bad.
2: Yeah, uh, one just happened last week. Oh, Um, fresh. Yeah. yeah. should be good. So uh, so I guess I'll paint the picture. Um, So I'm filming on my C100 Mark II, and on top of it I have a uh, ninja shogun um, in front of a monitor on top. Um, I have my uh, camera on a tripod, and it's a car scene. Um, So I'm filming the person that's in the car, and I guess afterwards the person was supposed to drive off. So my tripod is like right by the car. So the f- the uh, scene goes on. I have no idea the person's supposed to drive off. Person drives off it hits my tripod. Crack. And then, oh, no. uh, the good news is I was oh, able, no. I, I saw it so I was able to save my, uh, my camera in my monitor with my tripod, I love that tripod. It was like a Bo, I think, Bojan or Bogan. Yeah, yeah. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I love that tripod. But I, the good news, I was able to get uh, another one the next following day on Facebook uh, Marketplace. Right, so that's on. the good news, but yeah, it's just a that, little that was, little sentimental value gone. Yeah, I yeah. loved well, it.
1: You, you, what happens is, is it's it's almost like driving a car. You get used to your tripod, the way it moves, you know, yep. right where to, you know, how to tighten it and yep. all that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then
0: as soon as you like work on a different one, you're like, oh, exactly. you gotta get well, used I do, to that.
3: Well, you. Yeah. Well, like I'm, I said, it's like cars. Like you drive it. Yeah. I I mean I've worked on a lot of pro- productions, so mm-hmm. working a, pro- a new tripod is no real it's just like i have to get kind of like five minutes uh adjustment period and then i'm good mm-hmm. uh, right I'm, I'm the same way right. with cars because i can I, i'm just like the get going and, and be adaptable kind of guy mm-hmm. um so the awesome <laughs> r.i.p tripod
2: <laughs> yeah um another one was like a month or two ago um i was on uh I was on the set, we were like at like a $500,000 home um, filming a scene and uh, so one of the uh, actors is a minor and he had a guardian take him to the set and uh, we didn't need to use this actor until later on, this was supposed to be like our last shoot. And uh, where this person lives, the owner of the house, um, it's kind of weird like the parking so like people would think they're parking, but they're actually like blocking off a part of the road. So she would like tell people like to move their cars. Right, right. So um, so the lady told the guardian to move his car. So we we're like okay. So that happens, and we're we're filming, and then the next thing you know, she comes down, talks to someone, and then they tell they tell us like hey, we we have 15 more minutes, and then we have to go. The guardian, I guess, mouthed off to the the owner mm. and got us kicked off oh, oh so it was no like, hey. and it was had like, you
0: even filmed anything that day Or yeah like,
2: we, we were almost done we just needed like one oh, more scene
0: no. that's worse oh dude oh, that no. is frustrating I think yeah. that would be I think for me that would be worse than if you're almost done and then get kicked off would be worse than like
2: not filming anything at all, that yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Then you just oh find another God. location. And shoot what ended scene. up happening? Did you end up like getting we're, what you needed? We're still, well, the director of the film is still, I, I guess, we, we're still um, trying to find somewhere. I think I talked to her, well, I didn't talk, we'll kind of talk to her yesterday. Um, I think she's, um, Planning to do something this week or next week to finish it off, but that's just like a little bit disappointing because yeah. you're almost yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. so Man. it's
0: still in like it's still in development, like it's or not development. It's still in like production. A little? Yeah, it's okay. still in
2: production. We're definitely gonna definitely get it done, but it's just like, hey, we're almost done with this film. Everything's looking nice, and, and then that, and then they just yeah.
0: had to, then they just had to, right? And they just like <laughs> yeah. killed the momentum milk. Oh my god! Like,
2: yeah, you know. But hey, things happen. Things happen, yeah. So maybe, maybe that's for the best. We're being optimistic, uh, optimistic about it. So.
3: Well, I mean, hopefully, if you can't find a new place, and you guys can just, you know, as much as it hurts, just start from scratch on that scene, or maybe just go back and you know get down on their knees and be like, "Sorry, let right. us back in." So like, either way, I really hope that. You know, did they
0: gets- try to like? Did they try to like explain the situation like? after it like to the person that kicked you off
2: i have no idea oh you don't know um, oh. i think i think she was kind of like i think we were kind of like overstaying our welcome a little bit and she was just like allowing it yeah. because oh, she, knew, she right. knew we were trying okay. to get this this is the last day we we're trying to get this done but like sure. once the okay. person mouthed off to her that was like the final straw mm. and like the like,
0: person was just like waiting to kick you up like just waiting for
2: like, i want to say waiting to kick us off but it was just like <laughs> Hey, it was just a little bit uncomfortable having that many people there. Mm-hmm. Right, I to understand mm-hmm. it, and constantly yeah. have to tell people, "Hey, you can't park. You can't park right here." And
1: then somebody actually getting nasty with her over it after. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, so it was just like I could understand it. So I'm pretty sure. Right, but right. Even you know, even if you tried to say, "Hey, can we can we beg and do all this?" I think mm-hmm. that was just right. that was just it.
3: Hmm. Well, either way, dude, I hope that like works out for you guys eventually yeah
0: for
1: sure
0: for sure get it figured out yeah mm mm-hmm. i th- I have this one uh, I have this one particular story that I love to tell um, from when I was a production assistant when I first got out of college. I ended up getting a job as a production assistant for this one production company who was working on a baby monitor commercial <laughs> it was a, it was a commercial for a baby monitor, and these producers had flown all the way from California and they had they had listed all of these they listed first of all they had listed all of these demands and we had to get all of our b-roll filmed in a span of 3 days because they were going to be gone because i remember they they came in i think we started shooting that monday i think they came in the day before and they were leaving town that thursday or friday so we had to get everything done in a span of 3 days not easy it pretty much <laughs> now cincinnati had gotten like the most record rainfall just so happened those two days Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of exterior shots to do but luckily the powers that be uh we managed to um get every managed to uh sort of work around a lot of different shots and we ended up by a miracle, getting this commercial done in the you, three like, days. Did you
3: like play up the rain part of it? You know, because mm-hmm. you know sometimes with well, that that kind of stuff can happen where you know like weather or, or you know traffic or you know whatever just like seems to get in your way. But people just kind of turn it over and head and play it. Play but it, well, it was funny because it was literally one of those things where we we'd be shooting
0: outside and then we'd have to run back inside because it would start pouring. Okay. And then we're like, okay, it seems to have calmed down now. Go back. As soon as we get ready to sh- like set up our shots and everything, what happens? It starts, pouring. Happens, yeah. it starts yeah. pouring again. So, I mean, that happened quite a few times. And this is also kind of a bizarre thing. I was in charge of having to carry around the fake baby from set to set. <laughs> and this baby was so realistic looking. <laughs> I, I think I still have the picture of it I'm on my phone. Oh, like, my lord. Uh, that and, should be the picture
1: it, on the podcast it, or video. And it... <laughs> And
0: it, like, opened up its eyes and, like, moved its mouth, too. It was so creepy. It's like, Mickey B! I, I was so, like and I, had to, like... and I had to, like... I had to haul this thing from set to set. Because we were shooting in, like, a multiple different houses. Because we had, like, this one model home that was, like, convenient to the production studio that we were shooting a lot of our stuff in. But we had to
3: kind of cart it around from place to place. And... Oh and oh man, that was just yeah. Maybe, maybe the baby was what was causing the rain, like it's a cursed baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> Damien, like David or something. Yeah, like, but
0: um,
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but uh, yeah, I mean that's not really like nothing really really went wrong on that set because we, by a miracle, like I said, just ended up just doing just doing the right amount. doing just the right amount, and then oh, there was this other weird part that the way the one model home that we shot in we were shooting like we were literally on the last night of shooting and we kind of they they had wanted to they had wanted to shoot it chronologically in terms of how the commercial goes Mm -hmm. like but because which is kind of baffling to me because when you film anything you don't film it in sequence i mean you know this for sure you can but it's it's, i feel like it's a lot harder to do that mm mm-hmm because you would film a little bit of part here and yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a lot faster if you do do out of sequence stuff. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but they had originally wanted to do it in sequence, which we were kind of, we were a little bit like, Why? really? <laughs> Why? But uh, but you know they right. we didn't want to upset them. We ended up not shooting it in sequence, obviously because of the weather. But but anyway, um, we had this one sequence that we were going to shoot, and it was literally the last shot of the commercial too. Oh my god. And it. And had finally calmed down. The, like, the huge system had finally kind of gone away. And we were all kind of, you know, it, it was like, okay, it's a perfect night. Mm-hmm. We had like this one shot where like a few of the actresses were around a campfire. And you, it was just really, really well shot. So, but <laughs> there was a few houses that were behind uh, where we were shooting. And it was literally one of those, like, it's one of those neighborhoods where it was, like, the streets are, like, really close to each other. So it's about maybe 10 o'clock at night. His family pulls in. What happens in the middle of the shot? Their car just starts going, (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, we'd have to redo everything because of that. And they're all like, and of course, they don't even realize we're filming. They're like, literally like, what's going on here? And they're like, and they're just like, why does this keep going off? And blah, blah, blah. Why is this car going off? And then they end up coming up to us and be like, hey, wh- wh- what's going on here? And they, one of our producers kind of had to go in and explain the situation about what we were doing and stuff like that. And he's like, well, you got to be done in the next hour and a half because uh, I got to go to bed and I don't want you guys disrupting it and blah, 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 blah. He was,
1: Yeah. I don't kid. want you guys disrupting us. He wasn't even that old. He um, was like
0: he was like he was like in his like four he was like maybe in his 40 years old. Dang, if he was 40, he was freaking old. He so was
3: just, <laughs> age it, it, He no. was just
0: being a, he was just being a dick.
3: That's what he was he, just. He was just being a, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it sounds like he was just having a rough week, man. Yeah, he was probably just having a rough week, <laughs> but still like
0: when we're trying to But also I would think also like you would have to get certain permission to film not only in that house, but also kind of make some of the neighbors be aware of that. There's a production happening,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe they just, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to throw them under the bus at all. Maybe they just did, forgot to tell certain people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause he was completely like f- not really pleased by the fact that they were filming and his house was going to be in the background. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but another little, uh, another little side note uh, if about somebody, this:
1: if my house was in the background and I didn't want to be in there, I would like just run through the yard naked or something like that, and ruin their shot. <laughs> <laughs> Stand, standing out there like watering my plants naked. Mm. How you guys doing? <laughs> 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 Howdy there. <laughs> um. <laughs> And but, I,
3: I'm uh, pretty sure the camera crew will be like, I don't even know how to respond
0: to that. <laughs> shot
1: ruined. Boom. <laughs> What's going on?
0: Yeah. But anyway, another little another little side uh, story about this very shoot. It was like the second day we had of shooting, and there was this one shot that we had where it was a bunch of football fans that were watching a game, and you didn't see a shot of the um, you didn't see a shot of the uh, of the tv screen or maybe you did i can't remember i think it might have been in the shot but it basically the shot was a bunch of of a bunch of football fans standing up and cheering high-fiving and you know blah 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 well one of the extras didn't show up and we need and they needed an extra uh they needed an extra extra double speak there (laughs) yeah they needed an extra one so they could kind of help it kind of be blocked the way that they needed it to be because they would have to kind of re-block everything and and the director turns to me and just goes, "Want to be an extra in the shot?" And I was like, "Okay." That's a, that's how and, it they happens, man. and they just handed me. And they just handed. It was literally like an independent production. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just handed me a jersey and they just said, uh, "All right, all right, what's my?" I, what's your motivation? I know I was my, like one of those like uh. actor things. Like, <laughs> like like I went up to the director. Okay, what's my motivation in this scene? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, do you, uh,
3: you have any oh, stories? Oh, dude, I have so many stories. I'm gonna Let's leave one just, for time. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tell one that I did. Uh, this was actually my student film thesis. Um, this was because uh, ha- it was split into two classes over a period of two semesters. It was uh, film one and film two. Film mm-hmm. one, they give you two reels of 16-millimeter film with an actual like, film camera. Right. They teach you how to load it and whatnot, and they say, okay, go make a movie. And each reel has roughly about two and a half to three minutes on each reel, so you sure. get about six, five, six minute. Um, you have a, a five, six minutes worth of footage, and you cut that into a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the the entire time, like everyone's like figuring out how what they want to do, I am literally the last one to figure out what I want to do because I'm like, oh man, I have film, like actual celluloid. Black and white, sixty millimeter. What do, I, I got to play that medium up. I, 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 I'm never gonna get this kind of stuff again. How do I do it? What do I do? Um, and uh, I, I literally just could not think of anything that would do it justice. So I th- tried this one thing that was kind of like a visual metaphor for the aging process and whatnot. Mm-hmm. For you know, a kind of my own weird interpretation of aging and how it okay. affects us. But sure. I literally was like, okay, I can't figure out how to figuratively put this on screen into a, like a legible short film. I just threw it out the window, and I'm like, I'm doing a World War II thriller. Because I've always wanted to do one uh, since like high school. Um, and Make uh, your Saving Private Ryan. Uh, kind of. I mean, like that was definitely a huge influence. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember watching all the, the bonus features and whatnot. Do you
1: know I've never seen that movie? It's great. It's
3: yes, really it great. is. It's um, very great. But uh, I actually watched a lot of the special features, and I'm like, oh, they did this with the, you know, the color desaturation and the different degree of shutter. Just kind of use some whatnot. of those techniques. Yeah, your, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this. Is, so that was always another a really great uh, teaching tool because that was my first teaching tools. Like you know, a lot of people go out and read books and there i actually was the one who was buying all the dvds with you know the two disc special editions because i know they've got the documentaries of how we did this and how they did all that those were my first teaching tools like mm-hmm. george lucas like behind the scenes stuff that was like hugely influential on in how i like you know had, took all these string and chewing gum techniques to make movies um but getting back to my uh, uh thesis project I decided to make a World War II thriller because A, I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but B, I also did uh, reenactments and I still kind of do. So I had a full, like, American uniform. Uh, And I was looking around like, okay, who am I going to get? And there was this wonderful, wonderful guy, uh, Chris, uh, who was, like, one of the last people to leave. I'm like, hey, Chris, you want to be in my movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Here's the time. (laughs) So... (laughs) So you, um eventually we went to uh, this little. It was literally like the only open field in uh, on campus. I actually shot it on campus, which is oh, wow. so bizarre because you, when you look at it, it doesn't feel like that at all. Um, but apparently, there's a, a uh, an airport just north of the uh, uh, the um, the campus. And there's, like, a, a an open field where there's nothing there because it's kind of like the uh, the space for, you know, the safety area for right. things to crash and whatnot. Right. Um, so there was this open field out in the, kind of out in the middle of uh, Ohio. And mm-hmm. uh, I dressed, uh, I got my uh, my all authentic gear, like all of it was either reproduction or, like, actual World War Two stuff. Um, and I... Uh, Dressed up, Chris, and when he, uh, he, we, I just gave him the uniform. I'm like, okay, this is how this goes on, and then you can put this on here and whatnot, and show him how to lace up the uh, the 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 leggings because they're really complicated and overly stupid. (laughs) So, (laughs) and then he comes out back onto the field because you know I sent him over to the building to you know bathroom to get to get dressed, and when he walked back on the location, I'm like. This guy looked straight out of Life magazine because he's like one of those really nice-looking blonde-haired guys, like really strong jaw. He's he's Captain America, okay? He's your Chris Um, Evans. Yeah, dude, he totally like he had like the perfect hairdo and everything. And uh, after that, I kind of took like a little bit of dirt and rubbed it on his face, and um, and we went out and shot it. And here's the really interesting part Um, on this particular film: we weren't allowed to have sound on the set. All the sound was recorded, because I'll get to that, because um, that was for film two. This was just for film one. Film one, we shoot it. Film two, we put it together. Um, and all the sound is post-mortem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we shot it, and one of my favorite things happened to me out there. Is uh, It was just me, uh, uh, one of my friends, uh, Tyler, uh, who was more into film theory, but he, I'm like, yeah, come on. You're, well, I needed a little assistant anyway, and he's like, right on. Uh, And there's this one shot that we're having a hard time getting. It was like a forced perspective shot of a muzzle flash. Um, And what I did was I took a a stick, put it way out in the boonies, and um, there was a tree line, but I didn't want to put it in the actual tree line. So what I did was I put it uh, just outside of the tree line and tied a firecracker on there. And there was a little bit of a slump of a hill where you could actually hide underneath and you wouldn't actually be visible on the horizon. So, uh, um, the guys, try- uh, poor Tyler here is trying to light the thing, and he can't get the fire cracker to start. Oh, no. So, oh no. Because, yeah, that's the one shot. Because we tested it through it, because all of these shots, they had to be one take, because we only had so much film. Um, and uh, uh, eventually, uh, they came to the point where, like, look, just let me do this. Like, I'm, I'm going to show you all the camera works, and how this thing, and that, and like and you know your marks and everything. And I'm like, Great. So, eventually, uh, he was the one uh, working that camera for that one particular shot. And uh, uh, I was the one who was lighting it. And when I lit it, I, we got the shot. It oh. looks pretty good in the movie. Okay. When, uh, what I, <laughs> after I lit it, I had to throw myself um, uh, underneath and the, like the, behind the, uh, the grass and whatnot so I wouldn't be in the shot. But when I did, I landed on some tussocks and I cut... My hands got cut up oh, and everything. No. So I actually got to say I was wounded in action on a war film. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, dude. So, after, I mean, my oh hands my and my face That's and perfect. my chest was all cut up by the end of it. But I could not have been happier. Like, Chris and Tyler, were, they were real sports about the whole thing. Because Chris was just literally lying in the middle of the, uh, like, it was springtime we were shooting it. And he's just lying there and not in the middle of the field in full World War II gear while we're doing it. And yeah, so it was grand old time. And then when it came for uh, the next semester, that was when we got to actually put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, they had shipped the, 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 the celluloid over to Boston to get it you know, digitized and whatnot so we could edit it. Mm-hmm. And when it came back, I found out it was all overexposed. Like I oh, just goodness. got whiteouts. And I was like, oh no. And then uh, um, this is when I learned a very important tool that I still use to this day in both Photoshop and in Final Cut and in Aud- um, Audition or Audacity no, um, Premiere, Premier. thank you I use so many programs <laughs> but uh, uh, I found out that if you just turn down the gamma you can still see it and here's the cool part, the gamma actually aged it further like there was more grain, more detail, more textures, so it actually gave it a more aged film and it wasn't clean which actually helps the fact that it looked like you know so it lost looked footage or by accident. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No. So I'm like, oh, you my always gosh. get the <laughs> best stuff that doesn't plan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you play that sort of thing up, and uh, eventually, you know, after Im- doing a lot of image correcting and I sh- cut it together, uh, then we were supposed to be like, okay, here's your sound equipment. Now go make the soundtrack and boy I because I had actually you know fired the real uh, firearms and I've been literally in the thick of uh, a reenactment so I know what the sounds are like but mm-hmm. I also know what you know how to modify them for a uh, an audience to do I you know cobbled together like you know real and you know fake things and did all the ambiences did all the foley literally on the exact same location um, and eventually they turned it in I'm like dude how did you do that? And apparently the sound was that good. I got huge compliments for all of it. And when I finally put it together, um, I submitted it to the, uh, the, the probably the biggest uh, uh, film festival that there is on campus, which is the Film and Media Festival. And that year there happened to be, like, uh, I submitted it as a drama film, obviously. But eventually, uh, 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 I found out that um, there were over 50 different drama films being turned in that year. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, th- it was ridiculous. They actually had to split it into two blocks. Um, and, you know, when I was over, I'm like, right on, I didn't. That, that's, that came out well, and the audience reacted really well, and I'm happy about mm-hmm. it. Went. And then they, the awards come, and uh, I actually wound up winning Best uh, n- Narrative Drama and Best in Show, which I'm like, what? I'm sorry. Oh, wow. But that, per- that film was way better than mine, so I'm like... What the and so I walked away with the uh, the uh, the tro- the big trophy and everything I got press I'm like which I never get I'm like this is really cool so I guess it wound up uh, doing a lot better than most people think um, and uh, it's it's if you want to check it out it, it is on YouTube it's called Lost in the Brush
0: well on that so note uh, on that note uh, thank you guys so much for coming in today. Yes, I really, appreciate really it. appreciate it. We should uh, share more stories, dude. Absolutely, but this would be a three-hour oh, <laughs> three yeah. episode. I got you. Uh, One last thing before we end here. Kind of go around and kind of tell everybody where we can find you and sort of like if you have anything coming out or in the works that's recent, kind of let everyone know if you want to give a little quick plug or anything like that.
2: Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my first name, Lavelle. Last name, Ravelle's, Uh, Instagram. Believe it's L Revels. Um, I think those are the two social media pr- platforms that okay. I use. But you can find me there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you can man, you can find me a lot of places. Uh,
3: I have uh, my photography is uh, Light Trail, <clears throat> and uh, Light Trail Photography that is. And I have my own Facebook page. Um, if you look up uh, on Instagram, Light Trail Photography, that's me. Go through my photos. I'm fairly good at them. Uh, you can also find me uh, on ComTrack, which is my podcast on YouTube and Facebook. Um, looking to uh, expand to Spotify and iTunes and that sort of thing. Um, and for now, like if you ever need some photos done, I'm your guy. Yeah, and uh, real quick, little uh,
0: Tim, if you happen to see my Facebook page or my Instagram page, I posted some photos a while back of where I'm dressed up oh, as yes. a where I'm dressed up as a Reservoir Dog. And we're what? And I'm sort of posing, you know, black suit. Yeah, those are very suit, fine suit, white shirt, weren't weren't they? tie. Yes, yes, they were, Tim. Actually, yes, <laughs> they were. And Tim was the one who uh, took those pictures for me. So, yeah, so you can I'll move. say this on the air. Thank you
2: again. Oh well, it was my <laughs> personal pleasure, sir. I thought you were like a mob boss or something, right? right.
0: Well, I was trying. Well, I got. I mean, I was trying to do my best. Uh, uh, Steve Buscemi from *Reservoir oh, Dogs*. All, all we
3: need to do is like you yeah. know, uh, drop the drop some Tarantino beats for Yes, we do. Yes,
0: and you actually did play me some
3: soundtrack I, yeah, beats I did. Uh, from that music to is get a, me in character. Yeah, music is a great way to which get was Yeah, perf- into that sort of zone and character and mm-hmm. headspace.
1: My name is Amanda McLean. You can find me everywhere. No, um, Mandy McLean on um, Facebook and Instagram. That's just my personal, a personal way to get in touch with me. If you just want to be my friend, because I could always use new friends. Um, Business (laughs) wise, um, you can find um, my website. I have two websites, one for my commercial work, and then one for my event work. The event work, um, the company name is Petite Productions, P-E-T-I-T-E. So the website is Petiteproductions.com, and then for my commercial work, um, it's Advanced Digital Media Services, not Advanced with a D, Advanced, like to advance your company, and the website is ChooseADMS.com.
0: And uh, you can find me on Nick Bowman. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Nick Bowman. And on Instagram, I am at Nick Bowman 1995 So you can find me there. And you can find my podcast, Nikki B's Movie Corner, available. Uh, it's an anchor podcast through their streaming service. I'm available on Apple, uh, Spotify, and anywhere where, anywhere where podcasts are available.
2: But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you I also you all. wanted to sorry. I also want to shout out a uh, project I'm working on. It's called Abandon. I'm gonna be the DP of that project. Actually, gonna work on that after this later on today. Very cool. Um, and then I also want to shout out to um, people that I know that worked on the 48-hour film um, project. Shout out to Tag. Uh, shout out to Karma, and shout out to the Big Comeback. Just wanted to get those plugs. Yeah. Oh,
1: was that the superhero? Yeah. I, I love that. I saw that I was at the screening, so it oh, okay. was really cool.
2: Yeah, we did Tag, which is the one um, where, I, guess, I don't want to hold you up. So. Yeah. No, 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 no problem. Uh, I only saw screening <laughs> no, so I
1: don't know, I, I, I saw like all of the movies, so I was only there for the first one, so I don't know if I saw yours or not.
2: Yeah, I think ours is A, too. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it later. I'll look
1: at it. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> Thank you all so much, and uh, have a pleasant tomorrow. Peace. Peace out.